Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to announce our latest brand sponsor, Legendary Foods. Legendary has created the unique treat that I'm obsessed with called the Protein Pastry, a.k.a an adult Pop-Tart. That's right. Say goodbye to compromising on flavor for nutrition. If you're hungry for something better than a protein bar, you've got to try the legendary protein pastries and sweet rolls. If you're like me and you're on a mission to eat better, build muscle, tone up, or even increase your protein, these are an incredible way to eat what you love without compromising your diet or goals. Y'all know that I love eating healthy and advocating for a strong body, but sometimes we get those sugar cravings and I need that fix. That's where Legendary comes in for me. These go-to high-protein, low-carb treats curb my sweet tooth while also helping me hit my protein intake for the day. I know you're going to love these as much as I do, which is why I begged them to be a brand sponsor for the show. They were so generous and gave us a discount code, which you can find below in the show notes. So hit the pause button right now and go order yourself some. I can't wait to hear what you think when you try them. Now let's dive into today's episode. Here we are again, getting to spend quality time with one another. Please know that I take your time very seriously. And that is why I'm really excited to connect you with one of my old clients slash peers, if you will. His name is Eric, and Eric and I shared a conversation today that I cannot wait for you to dive into. You will, without a doubt, find yourself in bits of his story and things that we got to talk about today. Eric is a successful entrepreneur, a passionate thrill seeker who's committed to philanthropy and uses his success to give back to the community, sharing his life experiences through memoirs and podcasts, hoping to inspire others to persevere through challenges and find purpose in their lives. Now, like I said, he was a client of mine years and years ago. And so, you know, we had to, sh- we got to share that intimate space of client, um, client practitioner, you know, if you will. And I always admired his drive for success and his vision with business and just getting to watch him through the years on social media, grow into this amazing, deeply connected, spiritual, loving, giving human that he is. I was like, bro, come on my podcast. Let's talk all things and see what comes up. Because, you know, as someone who's built a very successful business, I love connecting the spirituality piece. I love talking about how through resilience and resourcefulness, he was able to build what he has and create the life that he has for himself. And I know, like I said, so many of you will connect at various levels of his story, but then also I know you will leave feeling lifted up and inspired and connected deeper to hopefully us, but more importantly, yourself. These podcasts are a way for us to spend quality time together, even though we're not together in person. And please know that you are always who I think of when I daydream about guests that I can have on and the conversations I can facilitate in order for us to never feel like we're alone or stuck or unclear. I hope that through every episode you tune into, you can find something to take inspired action on. Even if it's messy, even if it feels a little sticky, weird, and hard, know that you're not alone. You're never in this by yourself. This community is here for you, and it is my privilege and honor to get to share this space with you and do this work that I so deeply love. I want nothing but to see you win. There is room for all of us 
and your light is needed by so many. So if you feel called to speak up and share by way of starting a podcast or creating lives on your Instagram, I encourage you to lean into that and just start. Y'all know I'm here if you need any help. Now let's jump into this amazing episode with Eric. Welcome back to Unscripted, the podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, and I actually have an old client slash friend and now someone I deeply admire for the work he's doing and how he's showing up in life on the show today. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Yeah, we we were just catching up and chatting about life, and this one just told me that he is about to embark on the journey of starting a podcast as well. And so as we started to talk, I said, hold on, I got to hit record because as people know and have been listening to me, podcasting has become an exception of mine. It's how, if you're listening, we stay in touch. And it's it's something I've discovered. I love helping other people with as well, right? Connecting their voice to their brand, helping them get their message out into the world. And you're someone who shows up unapologetically. Like you just have this energy about you where you kind of know why you were put here. And I feel like whenever I'm around people like that, it almost makes me feel more confident. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like every, anytime I've ever gotten to be in your space, cutting your hair or getting to chat with you or DMing, I feel like you're just you're just really grounded. And I wanted to share a post that you put out back in January. Do you mind if I read it? It's public. So I figured you wouldn't. No, go ahead. It says we're going through many changes on the planet right now. Our vibration and frequency are rising and we're raising the vibration of Mother Earth as we grow together. Make 2023 a year of compassion toward yourself and others as we evolve into a higher version of ourselves. Try to see yourself or someone you love dearly in everyone you encounter and be the light you want to receive. Looking back on my life, I can only smirk at myself. It could have been so easy had I gotten out of my own way. Emotional barriers, blame, anger, insecurity, and doubt ruled my life. Now in hindsight, I realize how magnetic we are. If I had replaced my anger and blame with gratitude and hopefulness for the future, I would have saved myself so much pain. He ends with, remember to magnetize the good by being the good. You can do this with very little effort. It merely requires attention. I know what it's like in the dark and how deep the dark pit goes. It feels hopeless sometimes, but it's only there to pass and make you stronger. So embrace it with gratitude for what's to come. That's an emotional post for me. I remember when I wrote that. Can, can you get me inside where that post came from? Because I know there, I mean, you're a grown ass man. There's a, there's a whole lifetime ahead and uh, a place where that post came from. Yeah. I was deep in thought when I wrote that. And uh, did I post a picture with that? What picture did I post? Yeah. The photo is you holding your little dude, your little doggy. Oh yeah. My little guy. He's growling in the background. So I hope he doesn't come into the microphone. Yes. And it looks like you're in Sedona. So that magical place. Yeah. So I've been, I've been on such a journey in my life for to success and every level of success, the success of battling my own demons and my own insecurities and the success of learning to trust myself and understand myself, the success of building businesses and camaraderie, the success of making money and buying things and sort of this whole process. And that post really ties into the journey of what I went through to get there. And looking back as hindsight is so clear, hindsight of 2020. And I feel like now looking back, it's so easy to understand 
and remembering how confused I was and how lost I was on the journey because I started from zero, literally, or even less than zero and didn't really have any guidance or help. And so I was always looking outward for answers and trying to find my way in a book or a mentor and always second guessing myself and realizing now that nobody had any of the answers and uh, like no one has ever told me anything even if it resonated with me and I'm like oh that really resonates with me at the same time it means nothing for me and my being and you know nobody knows what's in my soul contract and why I'm here and what I'm supposed to do except for me and I know what those answers are energetically right we feel it and so learning to filter through all the nonsense and navigate my own way, I feel like took me longer than it had to take. And I would just love for these younger generation that are just coming in to the to the world, whether it's searching for emotional success and and confidence or searching for business success, but whatever they're searching for, I really want them to understand that what they want is already right there in front of them. And in order to get it, it's really going to depend on who you're being at the time, you know? And so understanding how to become what you want to become before you become it so that you can attract it and magnetize it is, is sort of the way that that closest was meant to be read was, was that, if you want something, you have to be it before you can get it. And so the more you're pissed off or the more you're insecure or the more you're complaining about money, the longer you're going to be in those states because you're resonating at that frequency, right? And so I was super pissed off for a really long time and blamed so many people and felt really, really hopeless and battled some depressions that... I feel were deeper than a lot of depressions. Like I feel like I've battled some pretty dark beings and come out on the other side. And while I was in those hopelessness sort of energy frequencies, that's all I was receiving. I mean, all day, that's what I was receiving. And I was getting bumped into at clubs, fighting people all the time. And I was drunk and hung over and stoned and on whatever drug and Everything was like in this horrible space that I was creating for myself. And and it didn't start to change until I changed it. And it's a funny story. The way I changed it was I actually created a whole new name for myself and like did this whole thing. And I, I found this like perfect person. And that when I first started my business, because I knew I was like, oh, a piece of shit, you know, but I want to start this business and so here's what's going to happen is this guy, Thomas Cody, is perfect. Thomas Cody never tells a lie. Thomas Cody thinks about the customer, does everything perfect. He's out there to make the world a better place. And so I printed out business cards for Thomas Cody. And then I ran appointments for my own company for several years as this Thomas Cody character. Until one day I became Thomas Cody and, and just naturally started resonating with at this frequency of perfection and love for others and empathy. And, and, and then my life changed into every aspect, business, personal, 
And I mean, even my relationship with my dogs changed. I love that. What a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like there will be a lot of people resonating with those darker places and that ability to want for something, but they just can't seem to attract it at that level because they're stuck in, stuck in that lower frequency of, I am a piece of shit. I don't deserve this. A whole worthiness component that was you know, embedded in them early in childhood, perhaps, or somewhere along the way, you fell into this trap of thinking you weren't worthy to have, be, do, whatever it is that you want in your life. So you created this persona and you started to act as though you were him until you actually became him. Now, somebody listening is probably like, that sounds great for you, bro. But like, how does one start to do that? We've heard people like, you know, Beyonce has to become Sasha Fierce when she steps on stage so that she can embody that wild, you know, crazy lady that she likes to be on stage versus I wonder what Beyonce is really like at home, you know? So I think there are reasons why we tend to go into different realms with our mindset like that. But at some point, you became this character. Truly, you embodied who it was. What would you say the shift was for you when you realized like, okay, I no longer have to pretend I'm that person. I actually have become this person that I wanted to be. I think it's important to understand for me and for Beyonce that we are creating a new character. We're already these people. And what we're changing is the frequency that we're emitting. And that's the hard part is it's hard to be in a in a dark place and try to see the bright side of everything so that you can attract the bright side of everything. And so sometimes it just helps to create this persona that will help you mentally shift because maybe you are in a bad space. Maybe you can't afford your bills or something happened in your life that you're dealing with. But this other character doesn't have to deal with those things. And so that sort of separation of character can help you shift your frequency at a time when you're unable to maybe do it on your own. And so it, it's sort of like a training wheel or an eight. Like I definitely am not Thomas Cody anymore. And, and I don't require personas to shift energy now that I've had so much practice and um, going through the process and looking back at it is why I know that it was always there. Like I always had what it took. The answer was always there. The frequency was always inside me. We emit so much love and harmony through our being. And the only thing that really messes that up is your brain. His thoughts are so powerful and so fast, faster than the speed of light. And, and you could do so much disruption with your thoughts, but you can do so much healing and so much good with your thoughts too, right? So it starts in your thoughts, which is why in my post, I mentioned it just requires attention. It's just paying attention to your thoughts and paying attention to where your head's headed and what you're doing, because in there, you can shift the way you're emitting out of your heart. So... I think the persona helps, but if you didn't want to create a persona, I think it would just be important to only think about good things. And so if you're sitting there and say you don't have any money for your next meal and you're really hungry, you know, maybe don't think about that. Like I've been in that position, so I know what it feels like to not have money for food. And I've sat in my car really, really hungry and... Um, wondering how I got myself in this position. But at that time, you know, I'm young, healthy, I can walk, 
I have all these good things going on. I have a car that I can shut the doors and roll the windows and isolate myself from the world. And if I need to, like, I've got things to be grateful for. Like, it could always, always get worse. Trust me, there's something to be grateful for in your life. I feel that. And I think that's probably, I mean, use that analogy of not having food or money to pay for food in whatever form you need it to resonate for you. I mean, even the guy I met several years ago when you started coming to me for haircuts, like I saw a lot of shifts happen in you and just the way that you presented yourself and the way that you talked about things in life. And then another big shift came, I feel like, when you lost one dog and then you got your your new dude with dog. And it was just an evolution of getting like a almost bird's eye view, but kind of like a like tenth row view of some of my clients. And like I told you guys in the beginning, he was one of my clients. And I feel like it it's such a privilege to get to watch people evolve. And I'm sure you get to see me now here versus the girl when you first came to just for a haircut. Like it's such a beautiful thing to get to watch people step into their greatness, unlock some of that power, and to see like where is life take you? Because I watch your crazy adventures you know, on social when you do actually share and you're living this life now of it's not so much only that you have what it takes. We'll just use that term, but like you are figuring out ways to optimize life and live it to the fullest, you know, with the the hobbies that you have and the passions that you've stepped into, like share a little bit about how doing that for yourself has unlocked even crazier levels of, I guess, maybe connection with yourself, connection with the universe, spirituality, all of that, because I know that's a huge piece for you too. It is huge. I'm, I'm extremely spiritual and, you know, I work, I don't know, for background, I own a financial company and, and I build financial technology. And so I'm a, I'm a financial and technology company, which is super desk oriented and not super exciting. What is exciting is the life it affords me. Um, I can go out and really focus on my energy and my being. And so I'm a paraglider. I like to fly around and, you know, I've been 17,000 feet above the Sierra mountains on my paraglider flying in the clouds. And, you know, I've been in Colombia flying. It's just been amazing. But I think one of the most profound moments when paragliding. So when you're paragliding, it's just, it, there's, it's pure focus. You're not thinking about anything, business, bills, relationships, you're flying because your life's on the line. And so you're in this meditative space for as long as you're up there. And it's so surreal. And one time I was in the mountains flying and I was leaving the mountains to go land in the valley. And as I'm leaving the mountains, a golden eagle with this like 15 foot wingspan comes flying out and he gets just below me and just in front of me. And he flies in formation with me for seven or eight minutes as I head out away from the mountains into the valley. And then right as I'm coming in to start descending and land, he shouts like a real loud fall sound and he turns left and cuts back into the mountain. He's like, just came out to escort me out. And then, but it was so, it was just surreal and profound because I, I just felt this connection with the universe at that point. You know, it wasn't my first time feeling a universal connection, but it was just this magical moment where I was just in awe the whole time and watching feathers flat. And so, you know, then I dirt bike a lot because I like the adrenaline rush. I think the adrenaline keeps me young. I think that it keeps life exciting to 
put yourself in these positions that are super scary and powerful. So I think I keep my essence in that work and I don't get caught up in this business world and it doesn't require these, like, I really, I love Eric Thomas and Les Brown and these guys, but I cannot work 16 hours a day. I can't do it. And I can't take no days off. And if that's what it takes to build wealth, then wealth is the most depressing state of being you can ever imagine in your life. Who on earth wants, wants that for themselves? You have to have some balance in your life. And I think the most important thing for me is having that balance. And so I put a lot of focused work in. From 10 to 2, I focus really, really hard on work. Like when I'm at my desk, I'm not checking my phone. I'm not playing on Instagram. I'm just purely focused for that limited window of time because that's what I'm allowing myself to put towards my wealth. And then, you know, the mornings I get up really, really early, that's for me. And so I wake up really early, have a like quiet morning in the house, go to the gym, get a really good workout, come back. I make myself a nice breakfast. I have to take steel for a walk. I do my thing. And then, then it's the work. And then I have all evenings for playing and stuff like that. So I've got this balance that helps keep me wealthy in every aspect, right? So I feel super blessed with wealth in my business, blessed with wealth in my mental health and in my physical health. And then because of my evenings are free up for meditations and reading, I'm, I'm reading the Tao right now, which you can't see it, but Tao Te Ching, you know, I've read it like five times in the past, but you can never stop getting stuff out of this. I'm reading the Emerald Tablets right now. I mean, you know, there's just little things that I like to do to make sure that I have a very balanced existence on this planet and I'm not just so focused on one thing. I love that. And I know that's resonating so hardcore with people listening to this show because I do think there's a a deep craving for that sense of balance, whatever that looks like for everybody, right? It's different. Some people like the Alex Hermoses, that's all they want to do is work 18, 20 hours a day. It's it's what brings them joy. And that's great. And you're right, you know, to each their own. But I think the majority of people who spend a lot of time working far more than from 10 to 2 do it so distracted and unfocused. And I think, you know, you may not be in a place in your career or life where you can only work from 10 to 2 but if your desire to have a lifestyle where you can curate your mornings and have the evenings for play and fun is on the vision board, you know, there are ways to take steps to start to manifest that dream life. And I had a question pop up after I got full body chills from you sharing that story with the with the eagle. Do you think that you need to hit some sort of rock bottom? We'll we'll give the example you kind of shared around not having money for food or you know, being kind of left with nothing. Do you think, because you do see a lot of people create a lot of success and drive from a place like that, like the rock bottom is the driving force of never wanting to be back there. And I sometimes see in people like the enemy of great is things are good, good enough. And it never pushes them or agitates that pain point enough for them to take any more action to create any more any more in their life, if you will. So do you think that's a requirement for people to have the level of success that you have? It's it's an interesting question. It's There's definitely no answer to that, but there are sort of, I think, more on one side than the other. I, I know that they say that the first generation makes the wealth and the second generation skims it all, right? And so it makes sense. But 
I I use a rock bottom perspective because I don't I'm not sort of speaking politically here and I'm not trying to put across any messages. I'm purely speaking of my experiences as a human on this planet and what I've gone through to get where I'm at. Because if I don't speak from my own experiences, then it just isn't authentic. And so I think from my perspective, rock bottom made me wealthy. And I know a lot of really spoiled rich kids who have squandered everything away and are like on oxycontins right now and are day traders and just losing money left and right. And I also know some really well-off kids who are super ambitious, want generational wealth, are like coming up with business ideas to help the family grow. And so I think there's this nature and nurture side of it. And then there's also this rock bottom side. So people that never had a choice, we have to do something and we can either be in pity or we can make something happen out of our lives. And because there's no safety net and there's no one there, we push a little harder and we take more risks. I've taken some risks because I've been homeless. I've been poor. Like you can't, there's nothing that you can do to me that hasn't already been done. So I'm ready for whatever. I'll get out of that too. And so I've taken some really big chances that somebody, you know, like rich dad, poor dad, but somebody who was raised with a little bit more understanding of assets and liabilities and leverage, things like that, maybe they're moving at a, at a slower pace because they're a little bit more nervous of losing what they have and they've never dealt with, you know, Everybody's version of broke is different. I got a friend who said he was broke the other day and he showed me his stock market at like 700 grand in stocks. And he's like, I'm really broke right now. I'm like, okay, well, you're not actually broke. You're just not where you want to be, <laughs> you know? So it's just, it depends on what your version of broke is. But but I really think that what's, what's more important than where you are coming from or or what you're past is or what your version of broke is i think what's more important is you know what do you want to accomplish in life and do you think that you can accomplish it and if you do think you can accomplish it you will and if you don't think you can accomplish it then you won't and so the shift really needs to be how can we convince every single person on this planet that they can accomplish whatever they want because i you know i have a beautiful beautiful young sister and it expresses herself differently than a lot of people with bright colored makeup. And, and, you know, it's her way of expression. And she doesn't have a lot of what other girls might have. And so, you know, she she's brought this up to me and I don't want to call her out on anything. So I'll, I'll be ginger on what I say. But it's essentially she sort of awkwardly fits into the crowd. And so because she's not like part of the crowd, she uses these other means to sort of express herself. And I think that that is so beautiful that, that she has the courage and the knowing to just express herself and to just be her. And if, if her way of expressing herself is different than the other people, because she fits in differently, she, it's so courageous. It's more courageous and more beautiful for her to do that than for people to just fit in because they fit in, right? And so that little life hack that she is doing at a very young age, you know, this is when she was like 14, 15, 16, she's 17 now. 
But I think that that's the kind of life hack that makes you great in life. That, you know, understanding that we're not here to fit into the masses and be a part of the crowds and understanding your individuality and who you are and then owning it and, and using that to move forward. You know, my individuality has always been super gentle, super loving, and super wanting to be helpful. You know, I help my whole family. And every dollar I make, I make 20 cents of it because I'm helping everybody. And that's okay with me because that's what I want and that's what I'm here for. And so I'm true to myself by building this great wealth so that I can help other people. And that's why I'm starting the podcast and that's why I wrote the book also. And it's because of the impact that I want to create is more important, sort of the superficial side of it. I mean, I do drive a, a fancy car and I do have a nice house with nice furniture in it and stuff, but like that's not, it's, it doesn't come from where you think it comes from. You know, like when I'm in my nice car, I've got the windows up and I'm hidden behind tinted windows. Because it's not about look at me and what I have. Like I bought it for my own and selling it. And I don't have anybody over my house. Right, My house is for me. My enjoyment. So I'm in there doing my own thing. Putting puzzles together. And listening to ebooks on my cell phone speakers. I mean it's. You know I'm not doing anything crazy. But but like it's for me. It's what I do for me. And so that is, is one of my. My hindsight life hacks I found. Is that. You know, the happier I am is when I'm just true to myself because I can get on TV. You know, I mean, it's hard not to be envious of people like Andrew Tate with all these cars or Beyonce with all this fame and money. And it's like, but it only matters to me when I'm watching them on a screen. Like in my own life, None of that matters. I don't care what these people have. It doesn't change or diminish the quality of what I have for myself. And so staying true to myself and taking care of my needs is really what's important to me. So much good stuff there. You, you didn't even need me on the podcast today. And that's why I invited you on because I've just been in your energy watching what little you do share on social media and knowing like there's so much in there and so much that can help other people understand that A, it's okay to be wealthy and to call in that level of wealth so that you can, in your case, take care of your family, create a large impact in the world, have the resources to write your own book and to start a podcast and to show up. And, you know, I know you do a lot of giveaways and you're a huge, you know, person in our community here in San Diego and you do a ton that I don't even think you probably share. And I think that compassion piece is so needed as you grow into the levels of success that you have so that you're able to stay grounded. Do you have any practices that you lean on in order to connect with yourself? Any modalities like breath? I know you you and the boys do a lot of your crazy antics with the cold plunging and then this and the that. And I know you're huge on all of that kind of stuff. So what are some things that you use to support yourself to be in this energy all the time? That's so funny. Yeah, there is there is the that biohacking side with the sun and the cold plunge and and all that I won't even get into that because Tony Robbins has said enough. But but I do that almost daily when I'm home. But I think for me, my mindset comes in my clarity of thought, and it's just really important to me to have a moment of silence in a day. And that moment of silence comes in many forms. Sometimes 
you know, at night before bed, a lot of people are watching TV and I do watch TV shows. I'm not anti-TV, but I won't sit down with three hours to go in my evening and just start binge watching TV all night. If I've got three hours to go before I'd like to go to bed, then I'll go to my living room and I'll play the guitar and, and I'm not a good guitar player. And I actually don't even know what I'm doing, but I'll put on a YouTube video and I'll like go through a lesson. And by the time the lesson is done, I can't remember any of it, but like the journey of just blanking out and just learning this guitar has been just a nice way. Obviously I meditate every single day. When the weather's nice, I have this beautiful avocado tree out back. I go sit under and I sit in silence for an hour at a time if I can. Other than that, I have my writing room. I have a separate room that I write my book in and it's turned into this like really quiet, peaceful space. And so I'm going to my writing room and I'll sit in silence with my eyes closed and just get clear on my thoughts. And a lot of times I get all my answers in there and all my comfort. You know, I can wake up sometimes a little stressed out or panicked of a new, you know, I'm doing these big business things and you know, that could go in one direction or the other. And I wake up, I'm like, man, what is going on here? But the silence helps get me back to center. It gets me back to my gratitude on how blessed I am in my life. And that it, it's funny because it's in that silence when I know that everything is going to be okay and that it already is okay. And, and I, in the scattered world with all this energy and vibration and all these things and 5G towers everywhere, like it can disrupt your peace. And so it's in that silence I find it consistently. So if you haven't sat quietly lately, try it out. With or without your writing room. Yes. I find clarity walks help me a ton too. So it doesn't always have to look like a private space or a room. But I learned, you know, through movement and someone who has more of a hard time sitting still and, and clearing space for the meditation practice to happen you know, the clarity walks of that breath, you know, if you've ever pushed yourself hard in a workout, you can sometimes unlock some of that stuck emotion or things that are ailing you, like, you know, a little bit of stress and anxiety with what you just shared. And also breath works a huge modality because the practice of focusing on your breath helps take you out of your head, drop you into your body. And that's where a lot of clarity comes for so many people too. So I know there's a lot of awesome modalities. And, you know, these podcast episodes are just here to share with you what works for other people. So if you find or resonate with their stories, you know, mirroring after what's worked for other successful people is the way we've all learned. And, you know, I love what you shared in the beginning around asking the mentors or getting around people and then discovering the innate qualities you knew you you, you already had, but maybe you didn't know. And that was one of the most profound kind of powerful things I learned when I invested in my first mastermind. I had a a friend slash mentor say to me, they were curious why I had joined it. And he said, you know, I think you'll discover you know a lot more than you do in that room. And I thought, well, either way, what a beautiful gift to either reiterate that I do know some things or that I am grounded enough to be there, you know, because I went into it with the idea of like, what value do I bring into this room? Everybody must be smarter than me. Everybody must be more successful and I think sometimes we have to be around those people or get into spaces like that to recognize what we already have inside of us. Because you're right, a lot of people think they don't have it or they don't have what it takes to X, Y, Z. So thank you for sharing so many of those little bits and pieces. I always am curious, you know, through all of your success and your various investments and businesses and things that you've 
shared along the way that you've dabbled in. What are some of the biggest life like lessons slash did they, did they come by way of a failure or, you know, I always love to ask the questions like, what are your favorite failures that you learned from? Yeah, I think my first my first failure that I learned from is kind of where all my other things come from is I started a financial company. So I'm, I do credit card process now, but my first financial company was mortgages. We were doing refinances back in the heyday of 2005, six, seven. But that business crashed and buried when the, when the market collapsed and it fell out from under me. And, you know, my brother and I, we really didn't understand the complexities of macroeconomics and the things that were happening in the country. And so we kept fighting and we just fought and fought and we we're pouring all of our money into this business, but it wasn't going anywhere. And we were just fighting, 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 fighting until all of a sudden bank accounts are empty, home is in foreclosure, everything's uh, gone, blown up. And we basically had to leave. And then we, you know, were like trying to make money by selling our cubicles and selling our computers on Craigslist or whatever. Like this is horrible experience. And so what I learned from that was, first of all, understand macro and microeconomics to a small degree. Just just know that things outside of your business can affect your business and, and kind of be aware of what's going on in the world. But also, don't hang on so tight. You know, like, feel free to pivot a little bit. And I, I think that, I mean, I own a financial company and the, I, there was a time you were cutting my hair when I started selling supplements online and I was making like a hundred grand a month on accident. It was just like, I'm going to create this pill for men to make men feel young again. And all of a sudden I couldn't produce it fast enough. Total accident. But it was that pivot that just helped. It was like, yeah, I'm, I'm running this financial company. I have a little bit of extra time on the side. I would love to create a pill, herbal supplement, all natural, all organic herbal supplement, not like a pill pill to help people. And all I did is I just acted on it. And with my financial technology company, I'm like frustrated at my desk that my industry doesn't have certain tools and that we're stuck with these mediocre platforms that we have to work with. And it's just such a joke. And I was like, well, why don't we just create a tool for ourselves. And then, so we did that. It's like, well, now why don't we just let other companies use this tool also? And so that's sort of how we did that. And I think just being free flowing and in a position to pivot, like you pivoted with the podcast, you know? And I mean, and I've seen you grow so much over the years too, from going into like Hyde Edwards, if I'm allowed to mention names of other places you've worked, but like being in Hyde Edwards to having your own studio to now your own podcast and your own following just like this whole growth band. So you've obviously mastered the art of pivoting and flowing yourself. And so that I think is the most important part of life because that's the part of life going to keep you happy. And then because you're happy and you're flowing and you're pivoting, you're also going to just naturally find success. I couldn't agree more. I, I love that share. Thank you. I am so excited for you to start your podcast and I know our listeners are resonating with so much of what you're saying. So we are chomping at the bit for you to get that out there, along with your book, which I think is launching this summer, correct? Yeah, launching this summer. Done now. It's in free print for some friends and family. And then it'll go in. So look out for us. Golden Scissors. Golden Scissors. I hope I'm on that friend list. I will just send you my address in case I you have room for one more. And that's how you, you got to go for the ask, guys. So 
Eric, where can people hang out and find you? I know you float around on social media a little bit. Do you like people to connect with you through there? Or where is there a wait list for the book? Should we create you a wait list? You know, when can we expect yeah. a podcast out, out into the world? No, I guess connect with me on Instagram. I temporarily had to make my Instagram private for a few things I'm dealing with in the business world. It was open. Connect with me on Instagram if you can, because when the book is done, I'm going to talk about it on Instagram. I haven't set up a way to sell it yet. I don't know if I'm going to do it on, if I'm going to print it myself and sell it on like a website or if I'm going to use Amazon. I'm really just, I mean, I wrote the book, you know, and so step one's done. Now I got to figure out what I'm going to do. There were things I liked about Amazon with my supplements and things I didn't like. So I'm trying to figure out what I want to balance there. But I would love to connect with anybody that, that I resonated with. I mean, I'm, I'm here to help. I really want to sort of create this impact. And it's not about this particular journey with the book and the podcast is, is just about helping as many people as possible. So I love that. I'm sure everyone listening feels that through your tone and just your message for sure. So I'm looking forward to that. You guys go connect with Eric online. If you love this episode, if it resonated with you, please let us know. We are human and we love a good dose of validation that what we're doing in the world is making a difference, hopefully, in your life because I, too, show up in order to help impact you to take action and to realize that, like Eric said, you have everything in you that you already need. Sometimes you just have to believe it a little bit more than you don't. So hang out with us more here on the podcast until you don't have to borrow our belief in you anymore and you have enough to then share with somebody else. Thank you for showing up the way you do, my friend, and I look forward to being a part of your world in the future with the podcast. Awesome. We'll see you guys on the next episode of Unscripted. Giving back is easy. Leave Unscripted your five-star rating and written review. I appreciate your support more than I could ever put into words. 